Yo, Betfair traders, welcome to the Betfair Trading Community podcast. My name is Ryke Rovers and I am your host of this show today. This is the Ask Me Anything show. Um, so a couple of, couple of things that happen with our podcast. Martin does sort of like the the teaching um, ones, and then I decided to do this Ask Me Anything one. So I will repeat at the start of every single one of these podcasts um, how it works. There is a form. It's in the show notes. If you email in as well asking a question, you will get an email back asking you to fill in the form. The form is really, really straightforward. It's got four questions on it. If you can't bother to fill in the form, I won't get your question, so I won't be able to answer it. Um it's really, really fun, this. The feedback that we're getting from it is amazing, um, which is really good, and I like that a lot. Um, and it's really good. It's, it's really quite interactive as well, you know. Um, I think this is probably one of the only places online where you can actually get help with your Betfair trading for free. And all you've got to do is put a question in and you know you'll get it answered. You might not get it answered straight away. Like if you miss the cutoff, Um, I'll just answer it the next week. That's how it works. Um, So we're going to start it. The questions are, what's your name? Uh, What are you struggling with when it comes to trading? The more detailed you are, the better. Um, It's just better the answer will be. You can maybe hear in my nose as well. I've got a little bit of a cold. Um, The joys of having children who go to nursery and just come back and give you everything. The bonus question, is there anything else you want to ask me? And also, are you a member or not? So we we started off a little bit different last week and it went down really, really well. Dan decided, uh, Dan is a member of BTC. He gave me some really, really good quotes. And I started, you know, mentioning that last week at the start of the podcast. Um, So I've got another one today from from Dan. Um, It's not quite a quote, but something I found intriguing whilst reading the book, The 4,000 Weeks, which I recommend. That's a really, really good book. In one chapter, the book attempts to combat the fear of missing out. It reminded me of my earlier days trading and making silly decisions. You and the other BTC guys have said there will always be another trade. In the book, the author says about going for a hike, although there are some benefits such such as improvements to your physical health, you cannot complete walking. This seems true of trading. Despite your best efforts, you will never complete trading. Therefore, by accepting that reality, you can instead focus on what is most important to you. I don't think I'll ever be truly content with the rewards trading brings, but I cannot. But I can choose to be content with how I trade. I think that's really, really powerful. And I don't think I agree. I have been trading since I was eighteen, and I'm thirty-five now. I don't think I'll ever complete trading. Um, <clears throat> for me, it goes back to that. You're at point A, which is where you are now. Point B is where you want to get to. You, all you need to do is the things that close the gap. Um, and and that's sort of very, 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 very true. But like of this, you will never complete walking, but you do get the benefits of physical health and also being out in nature and all those kind of things. It's the same with trading. You'll never complete it, but you do get the benefits it brings. I've also thrown in um, a quote that I saw this week. So I read the book Atomic Habits. I always want to say Atomic Hobbits. I think that'd be a wicked name of a band probably. Um, But James Clear, the guy who wrote that, he actually has a really, really good email newsletter, which I would recommend everybody getting on. It's totally free. It's called the 321. If you just Google James Clear 321, he gives three quotes. I think it's two. I can't remember. I always remember the quotes, but it's three. I'll pull it up. Then I know I've done it. And I'll get this right. 
James Clear. Okay, so... Oh, it's James Good. Is it James Good? No, it's not. It's James Clear. It's James Clear. I'm having a mare today. It's James Clear. Okay, three, two, one. Okay, so you get three ideas, two quotes, and one question. It's really, really good. Like, one of the quotes this week was, we learn nothing by being right. That's true. When we're in trade, when we trade and we learn and we get it right, we learn nothing from it. But the one of the ideas that I wanted to share with you was whoever has the most fun wins, and that's that's really really powerful and really really interesting. I think that just whoever has the most fun always wins. So don't sweat your trades. Try and have fun with it. You know, I see so many people really like sweating their trades, really stressing out, and really sort of beating themselves up about it. Just have a bit of fun with it and just roll and just see what happens. Okay, so we're going to go to the questions now. Um, Let's get cracking on it. So we have Agis, hopefully I've pronounced that right. I've probably butchered your name, but it's Agis Daniel. Now you answered the first question, which is what you're struggling with when it comes to trading, entry, exit. The next question, no bonus question, and you are not a member. I don't really know how to answer that one, to be honest. I guess there isn't anything for me to go on. I know that some people use this section just to sort of, you know, get it off the chest that they're struggling with something. Um, And that might be something that, you know, that you're struggling with and other people are also struggling with that as well. Um, The only, I can, I'm going to take a stab at this, okay? I am going to take a stab at this, what I'm going to say to you is if you're struggling to work out an entry and exit point, just pick one, okay? Just literally just pick one because what I find a lot of people do is they struggle with their entry and exit points or they struggle with something with trading. So they don't do it, okay? Now, paper test just if I got in at this point and got out at this point, okay? Because it's just going to force you and focus your attention on that so you actually are doing something, and then you can actually then go back over that data and have a look and go, actually, was that right? No, it wasn't. This was a better entry point. But by doing that exercise, you're actually going to then be able to find the best entry and exit point because no one knows the best entry and exit point until you try. So that's um, that's all I can say to you on that one. Okay, so we have Brian who has two questions back to back as well. Uh, so there's two entries from Brian. So Brian is struggling with ade- adequate data sets. And the bonus question is overall data sets. Was a previous member. I'm going to jump on to your next one. Um, I have been trialing a number of strategies in play and one is now reaching 400 games. Diving into the data shows that a price of 1.35 would be optimal to break even. I plan to drip in from 1.45 when conditions are met. My question is in regard to league-specific data. An example being that in the Premier League, the optimal price is 1.42, whilst in the Championship is 1.89, and in the Erdivisor is 1.16. These samples are from 20-ish games, which I believe insufficient to be of any value. How much data would you require before disregard discarding a league or alternatively would you put them in a bucket with similar leagues to increase the data set okay that is an interesting one i would 
If it was me, I would be taking the average across all of the leagues. So from all, because it sounds like you've got 400 pieces of data, which is massive. So I would then take an average over that 400 pieces of data and then work from that. And then I would start seeing if it's still profitable and it still works. Um, and then go from that angle. <clears throat> that is the route that I would take. And then when I had maybe like 100 per league, 150 per league, that's when I would start then looking at that. That's when I'd start looking league specific. Um but yeah, I would take the initial data that you've got and work from from that. I mean, if you're if you if you've got data that says on your 400 games, uh, 1.35 is break even, and you can get in at 1.45 when conditions are met. You've already got 10. Like, like, yeah, you're doing well there. So yeah, I would definitely just do it on an average and then start moving on. Um, when you've got way more data per league, like 100, 150 per league. So I hope that helps. Your next question is, when is your football backtesting online? Will it be backtesting for trading or just betting? You will be able to backtest trading and betting strategies on it. Um, so that is pretty cool. Um, and it will be online. I don't have a definitive date for it yet. Uh, we are aiming for the start of the football season. The back end, all the code for the back end is nearly there. There's one little thing left to do. And then it's about um, making sure that the user interface is is cool and works. There's quite a lot of work that goes into it that I don't, I don't understand and don't appreciate sometimes as well. So, yeah, when Adam tells me that there's a lot of work, you know, to do on it or just the the sort of size of the work is massive. The task is huge. Um, it, I wish it was as simple as just putting it into chat GPT and it churning out some code, but sim um, sadly it's not like that. Um, so, doo -doo -doo, Brad, you are struggling with a trading bot for Greyhound Racing. And your bonus question is, do any of these bots manage staking plans and apply a liability calculator when scheduling the next bet size? You are not a member. Um, do you know what? I don't honestly know. I would imagine Betfair Bot Manager can do that, but the uh, probably the best thing to do is ask them. Uh, I really, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know is the honest answer to that because I don't. I've, I just flat. My automated ones are all flat staking, and I haven't played around with it too much. Uh, and I don't really have that much automated as of yet. Um, have some things being tested, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. So you'd probably yeah, best to ask them. Um, right, we've got one question left. It looks like it's been repeated twice. Uh, so it's from Phil. Just had my most profitable uh, month trading today. Yes, thank you. Well done. I don't know why I said thank you, Phil. Um, I'm up 14 points and I'm chuffed. That's amazing. Going to treat myself with a percentage of my profit using the profit first method this month as well. Yes. Superb book, Ryan. Excellent recommendation. Not getting carried away. Um, my wife usually asks how my trading is going. I say, yeah, steady, okay, which generally is. I was delighted to tell my wife the great news. She doesn't get percentages, but was impressed by the monetary figure. 
She hasn't a clue how trading work, but it's great if I have a bad have had a bad run with encouragement. Though upon telling her I went into a bit of a panic after, have I just jinxed myself? I know it sounds silly and it's a first world problem as no other traders would probably love to be in my position, but I'm now second guessing my trades today, even though all the criteria on the software matches my selections. I have a large amount of confidence in my system and I know logically that variants will play out in the long run and I have rode the waves of losing runs midway through the month, uh, but I'm nervous as regards today trading. As before our conversation, I was ice cool taking my trades. Any mindset advice regarding this as I know that's all it is. It, that is all it is. It's there's this really weird thing that is like the, the fear of success sometimes can actually um, be worse than the fear of failure because when you succeed at something, especially when you tell other people about it, you've now got something to lose, and and then there's like loads of different things there. Like you feel your status has increased as a trader. And that's what, uh, biologically and psychologically, that human beings are designed for that. You know, we have certain needs. We need shelter, food, and rest, okay? And then it's like, okay, then we need other people around us, so we need that social interaction, but then we need that hierarchy, we need a mate. And so we want to increase our status to get a mate. So, (coughs) pardon me, so just those needs are just, hardwired into us so when you have success you don't want to lose it um i don't have any specific sort of exercises or something i could give you all i would say is have confidence in your system trade what you trade how you've traded you've proved you can do it you know variance is going to play out stick to the plan go with it you know you can do it like you know you can trade um you so know how to trade like you are just really really good at it um so stick to it stick to your trade stick to your plan you know you can do it if you need a timeout as well or you just need to reduce the stakes a little bit there's nothing wrong with that if that helps you just sort of get through that period like just a couple of trades then then do it um i think you'll find that you'll just be uh, you'll be okay you will be okay trading you'll do you'll do a couple of trades you go actually okay no this feels cool this feels really really cool um and there's so many really really good points in there that you've mentioned as well like i love how you were really delighted to tell your wife and that you know she she supports you i think that's massive that's that's huge like so much of the battle already won um and that you're going to treat yourself for the percentage of your profit I, i like that as well um that was a really fun uh, episode that I did and when I spoke about sort of building a bank and also paying yourself which is really cool so hopefully that helps you Phil um you you've I think you just need you just need that person to say you can keep doing this you can do this just keep doing what you've always done you don't need to change anything you've proved it works but you do have that fear now of losing it now you've worked so hard to get there and that's scary um, but just keep rocking on. You're doing really, really well. I love your next question. Which football manager would you reckon would be a successful Betfair trader? My personal choice would be Carlo Ancelotti. He's a consistent winner no matter where he goes. We will forget about the Everton for a second. The Betfair equivalent of betting on a Colombian third division game, a rare error. He always looks ice cool under pressure. Other than a raised eyebrow, he gives nothing away. Never seems to complain about refs, officials or opponents too much. Has all the attributes to me to be an excellent trader. Super manager, very underrated. Hearing that uh, Real Madrid are thinking of sacking him is madness, by the way. Um, 
I think there might be a, who is your choice oh that Carlo Ancelotti one's good really really good because he's like he is ice cold and he can manage his emotions you can just see it um he doesn't get like he doesn't get het up he doesn't you know all of those kind of things I hmm who do I think could be good, a good Betfair trader? This is a really good question. What football manager do I think would be a good Betfair trader? I'm also trying to think, like, now, I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit. Who'd be the worst? You know, like Ian Holloway or... Like, I don't think Harry Redknapp would be a very good Betfair trader. Uh, you know... Although he's a very good wheeler and dealer, that type of wee 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 wheel do, I don't think he'd be a very good Betfair trader. Yeah, Carlo Ancelotti one is good. Like, I don't think Diego Simeone would be good as well. Uh, I don't think Jose would be good either. I think Jose would be the type of... Jose would be like the overstaking football trader, wouldn't he? He'd be just be like spending loads of money, trying to chase the losses and... Yeah, I think Jose wouldn't be very good. I don't think Jurgen Klopp would be very good either. I also don't think Pep Guardiola... I think Pep Guardiola would be too, like, in the weeds, analytical over it. He'd be way, like, over-technical. And I think he'd really, really struggle. Uh, <clears throat> i trying to think. Who's, like... I think Pochettino, Pochettino might be good. I think, you've, I think you've picked the best one, though, with Carlo Ancelotti. Really, I think Carlo Ancelotti would be so so good as a Betfair trader. And actually, this interesting. I uh, David Dunn, David Dunn, the old uh, Blackburn Rovers guy. Apparently, rumor has it I have not got this confirmed, so don't take this as gospel. But uh, apparently, he is a a Betfair trader. Apparently, he's a pro Betfair trader. It's what he's done after um, after football. So um, yeah, apparently, he just he loves it. Um, but who would be the best? That's a really, really good one. And I think I'm going to have to go with Carlo Ancelotti. I think Zinedine Zidane, Didier Deschamps might be quite good as well. He seems like he could be He could be quite good, you know. I feel like he could be quite good. I like the worst one as well. Like, who could be the worst football manager, Betfair trader? That's a great one. But yeah, I think you've nailed it there. Carlo Ancelotti would be the best. Uh, he's so cool. He's so calm. It, like, there's no it, like Antonio Conte would be way over the top. He'd be terrible. Even Pirlo, who is like a bit of a manager now, but Carlo Ancelotti is just a winner. Um, my team have suffered many defeats under Carlo Ancelotti as well. Um, also a pretty spectacular win against Carlo Ancelotti. I mean, that AC Milan team that they had. Oh. God, that was amazing. Like, just, whoa, what a team. Maldini, Cafu, Pirlo, Gattuso, Kaka, Shevchenko, Crespo. Oh, my God, Nesta. What a team that was. Um, but, yeah, that's it for this week, guys. That's it. I won't ramble on anymore. Uh, remember, if you want to get your questions answered, you need to put it on the uh, in the podcast uh, form. You can get the form on the show notes. It's also on our Twitter page. Um, there's a link there. You can get it if you email in your question. It will get you will get added to the to the list for the podcast form. I'm not. I'm losing it now. Like I'm losing it. My brain is all over the place. Head is a shed. Um, what I meant to say is, if you email in, you'll get an email back that's like, please fill in this form. That's how you get on it. Um, 
remember to save that form as well. You can use that, like literally, you could just use that every single week, which is exactly what I would be doing if I was in your shoes. I would be using this every single week um, to get my questions answered. Um, And yeah, listen to the podcast. You obviously are if you're hearing me say that, but share it with your friends, tell them about it. I'm going to play the exit music and let's go. I will see you next time for another one of these Ask Me Anythings before I lose my mind. Have a great weekend, guys.